Welcome back to the Based on Actual Events podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies, films, and cinema. This is actually Ben, and I love movies. There we go. Nailed it. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody's doing uh, well out there during uh, quarantine and COVID. Uh, and here in Canada, it's looking a little bit better. Maybe that um, we can get back to normal soon. Some things are kind of opening up, but um, one thing I think that we're all been doing while we've been uh, stuck inside is watching uh, watching some movies. So we're going to talk a little bit about some movies today. My last podcast, I uh, I cut off a little bit short. Is the shortest episode at um, thirty seven minutes, and the last two have been um, just about an hour. Um, I'm hoping to shoot in between for this one, between 37 and an hour, maybe, uh, maybe not as long as an hour for, uh, for these ones, but, um, yeah, I just, I didn't particularly, um, enjoy the last few minutes of the last podcast. I recorded really late. I was really sleepy. Uh, I wasn't really, um, discussing things as much as I wanted to. I was forgetting a lot. Um, Personally, I think it's my least favorite one, but I still wanted to get something out there, so um, I've tried to prepare something a little bit better for, t- for today, um, just personally, but I, I um, yeah, that's, that's all I really have to say about that. I hope this is a good episode, um, and I can get it out uh, today or sometime this week. It's currently May 5th, Revenge of the, Revenge of the 5th. Yesterday was May 4th, which uh, I celebrated. I put on... Um, a Star Wars montage on my Instagram. If you uh, check out my Instagram at this is actually film, I threw up a six-minute Star Wars montage that I that I, uh, that I edited yesterday of just kind of some of my favorite clips and moments with music to it. I thought it turned out pretty well. I want to do a couple more of those. Um, I'm gonna do one every year for a recap of the movies. This year is gonna be interesting because there's really no movies that have been released recently uh, in my memory other than Bloodshot and Invisible Man, so maybe those will be the only two <laughs> to do in the montage. Um, but yeah, anyway, I hope everybody's doing well in these kind of crazy, crazy times. I've um, finally finished um, my second year in school. I have one more left to do, and then I'm I'm finally out. I can't wait for school to be done and I can start, you know, living and working and, um, just expressing my film and working in the film industry in some capacity. Um, and you know, it's given me a lot of time. Obviously quarantine gives you a lot of time just to hang out. I've been hanging out, watching a lot of movies, a lot of, a lot of TV, um, playing games, talking with friends. Um, it's really hard. It's hard that balance, you know, because there's that, that one side of you that's like, you know, there's this all this free time I can work on my own. Um, I can work on my own projects and my own stuff because I have a couple of stuff that I want to work on. I'm writing some scripts. I got some script ideas. You know, I have my website, which I've been <laughs> I've been working on since like January, December actually. But um, and there's a couple of other things that I I want to work on and and should be doing. Well, it's not that I should be doing it. It's just that it's like these are. I now have time that I can work on some of this stuff, which I which I have been now and then. But it's also. I've been working so hard at school, and now you finally have time off. I'm just like I just want to. I just want to watch movies and TV, um, and that's kind of been winning. But I I never look at watching TV and movies as not being productive as some people, you know, might have a stigma about or if you're just, you know, oh you're just sitting on the couch watching movies or whatever, but I I think if you watch movies especially in my I guess career, I don't know how to say it. I'm not in a career yet, but what I want to do watching movies experiencing different directors and different movies and, and and watching it and understanding references is never a bad thing um because you can catch out you can catch references and stuff in other movies and it just helps down the line when you when you know you have a big movie catalog that you can you can work off of um especially for film festivals if you're watching film festivals you can see where um newer directors drew from inspiration i think that's very um very uh, beneficial from watching a lot of movies as you can see people's inspirations and and stuff like that um so i, I never see it as not being productive watching movies and and different tv I, I always 
try to have um, different movies that I'm watching every every so often, every every day or every other day. Uh, I usually try to have a half an hour TV show that I'm I'm watching, and then a one hour TV show that I'm watching, and then when that one hour TV show is done, I'll, I'll move on to a next hour TV show, and then when that half an hour show is done, then move on to the next one. The half hour show is typically usually a cartoon or an animated show um and then the hour is usually live action so my last shows that i was watching was my hour-long show that i was watching was westworld and my half an hour show that i'm watching is clone wars because the new season's coming it came out and i wanted to catch up because i didn't, I didn't get to watch all of it uh, when it was on netflix and now it's on disney plus and i've been i've been i've been watching it but um and then before that, my one my one hour show was Outsider, and then my half an hour show was Futurama. It was Futurama for a really long time, because I started Futurama in October and I just finished it last month in April. Um, but then again, school you know school gets in the way of some some things, and you you don't watch it as often. I I would go weeks without watching an episode. Um, whereas now when I'm watching Clone Wars, I don't think it's going to take as much because I I. I finished like three episodes today. I finished three episodes yesterday. I'm probably gonna watch two more today because there's nothing really like that. You know, I don't have schoolwork, so that's what I've been doing. Um, watching, just watching uh, TV shows, playing games with friends. You know, um, I've actually gone back into Pokemon Go, which is which is funny. Um, it was a huge thing back in 2000, 2000. Wow, 2016. Um, used to play it a lot and then I stopped and now I'm back on the the Pokemon Go grind been going it gets me it gets me outside it gets me out for walks it doesn't confine me to, to inside um space um but anyway let's talk a little bit about a couple of movies I've been watching um while I was in quarantine I've been watching a lot of the Bruce Lee uh films um I have the Bruce Lee collection I think I mentioned that either last episode or two episodes ago um and I watched uh, Game of Death because of the iconic um, jumpsuit that's um, featured in Kill Bill. I've been reading a book about Quentin Tarantino, and I, I, I knew that the jumpsuit was from inspired from Game of Death, and I was like, I really need to watch that, so I finally watched it, and it was dope. Um, yeah, I watched Game of Death, I've seen The Big Boss, and then I watched um, Fist of Fury which is the Chinese connection. And it's really weird because these movies are named different things in America than they are in um, their like originating countries. So Fist of Fury is actually Chinese connection. And then Game of Death is actually like Fists of Fury, which is weird because I, I remember I searched up Fists of Fury just to see how long it was. And it was like, Game of Death showed up, and I'm like, did they just give me the same movie in the package in different ways? But it's it's uh, it's different. Fist of Fury is my, or the Chinese connection, is my favorite one. It is just, it's a riot. It's so much fun. Um, the fight scenes are amazing. Um, Bruce Lee, just full force, goes for it. That's the one where he's in the dojo, and he's fighting guys with the nunchucks as they're going. It's just mind-boggling how he can move that fast and it's just an awesome just awesome fight um and then this oh my god the scene at the end where he the, the guy has a samurai sword and he throws him and he grabs him and he bends him over and the samurai sword is in the air and it falls down directly on him and then he's fighting the big russian guy it just everything is is so cool and i and the thing that i caught up when i watched fist of fury i watched fist of fury after i watched game of death when i watched fist of fury the ending scene in Fist of Fury, when he runs out of um, the dojo, and there's the police there with the guns, and they shoot him as he does the jump. That's the scene that they're sh that they're that they're filming in Game of Death, um, when he's playing uh, the character Billy Lowe, who's a movie star, and he runs out, and the syndicate um, guy shoots him, um, and it really sucks at Game of Death. Um, Bruce Lee passed away before you know they could finish filming, and some of the scenes there's just the, the um, different actor with sunglasses, and the the final fight scenes are are absolutely uh, amazing. Um, the fight scene 
um, between him and uh, Kareem uh, Abdul uh, just is just outstanding. Kareem's like huge. So like, there's a compare comparison pick of um, Kareem stretching out his um, his hands, his arms, with Bruce standing in front of him, and just the comparison between the two. Um, it's crazy, but the fight scene is is done so well. I I uh, I love it. Um, I didn't. I wasn't too fond of the Big Boss. It was okay. I think it was one of his first movies, and I don't. And it was like okay, but Fist of Fury was amazing. I still need to watch um, Way of the Dragon, um, and Enter the Dragon. But another thing that was kind of interesting and eerie is in game of death when they're they're on the movie set and they're they're filming that scene which is at the end of fist of fury and they're they're all lined up and they're shooting and they have the syndicate guy and the syndicate guy obviously loads his gun with a real gun to shoot billy because he's not whatever he's not paying his dues or he doesn't want to join um the director of of game of death is like everyone be careful with your guns don't point it at each other, don't point it, these are blanks, but they're still very dangerous, which is just very kind of eerie because Bruce Lee's um, son, Brendan Lee, died, um, or passed, I would say died because of a fatal um, gunshot wound to the head when he when he pointed a, a blank, um, a prop gun to his head and pulled the trigger and a, and a blank killed him. Um, so it was kind of eerie that that kind of message was sent in game of death where this alarm of of um blanks is on set and and bruce lee is there and then uh, later on in the future uh, a movie which had his son and there wasn't there was a death related to that it's kind of a little bit eerie and there's there's really interesting i want to watch these documents it's a docu-series on um, Shudder, I think I'm going to get Shudder for a couple months while I'm in quarantine while I can watch some interesting horror movies. They have a lot of interesting horror documentaries. They have a documentary series about cursed films. Um, so Exorcist, Omen, um, Poltergeist, um, and, and The Crow. And they talk about everything that kind of went wrong on the set. They have, you know, the actors, producers, uh, directors. And it looks really interesting. Um, a lot of commercials don't really... You know, I'm not really one for, like, seeing a commercial and it latching on to me and being like, wow, I really want to buy that. But, or especially with streaming services, I, I, I usually just have them. And Netflix hasn't really had to convince me. But, but Shudder shows me a lot of um, commercials that have been like, I really want to get that. Because there's Creep Show that I really want to watch. Um, there's that Drive-In um, show that I really want to watch. And there was, an, oh, there was another... Um, oh, there's another documentary or docu-series that was about African-American representation in horror movies that looks really interesting as well um, and studying like the history of African-Americans in horror films and it looks so interesting um, so yeah I want to watch, watch that too and we're going to get on to a little bit of horror films later because I, I cut off my conversation from, from last episode um but um, I also watched Gone Girl for the first time, which is a David Fincher film. It's one of the David Fincher films I actually haven't seen, and it was it was great. You know, one of those movies where sometimes I watch a movie and I'm kind of like, when's this gonna be done? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I know I have to watch this because I started it now, and I, you know, my phone's down, but I kind of want to go on my phone, text my friends. I kind of want to play a video game. I kind of want to watch something else. But I'll watch it all the way through, and I'll be like, that was good for this, this, and this. It was bad for this, this, and this. Gone Girl is one of those movies that just grabbed my attention, like, first thing, and I wanted to know what was happening. I, I Unfortunately, Gone Girl came out a couple years ago, so I, I knew the plot. I knew um, she had framed him from the start. Oh, spoiler alerts, by the way. I mean, it's 2014 but um, that it came out. But... Anyway, spoiler alert, but she frames him, and I, and I kind of knew that. I didn't know how it ended or how it all kind of tied together. I honestly thought that her framing him was the end, because um, in school, in first year, we studied the um, 
the cool girl um, monologue. Um, uh, I forget the uh, I forget the actress's name in it. Um, she is Rosamund Park Pike. Rosamund Pike. What did I say? Park. Rosamund Park. Pike. Oh my goodness. Rosamund Pike. Um, she does the uh, cool girl monologue, and we were selling monologues in uh, year one, and we watched that one. So I kind of knew that she um, was had framed him, and I also saw that she was on like I think it was like top ten. It was like a Watch Mojo top ten um, evil genius um, females or something um, in film, uh, and I saw that she was on that, but. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really interesting. I love David Fincher. Uh, I love his use of CGI. If you've, if you've never seen it, watch um, Captain Kristen's um, David Fincher on CGI. Um, it, it's it's so cool to see like how he uses um, yeah Cap, uh, Captain Kristen invisible details. Um, David Fincher. It's it's so cool how he uses CGI to just enhance in films in a little way. And it's crazy to think that most of his blood is not practical. That's all CG and digital. Um, it's it's just mind blowing that you know the social network has more visual um, VFX shots than Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla. Um, and it's 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 crazy that he just uses the CGI to just to um, do small details. And and I I personally like practical stuff. I recently, and I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to toot my own boat here. Is that is that the saying? To my own, to my own horn. What am I saying? To my own boat. I want to toot my own horn here. But Tiff has been doing stay-at-home movie things. Tiff Toronto International Film Festival. They've been doing stay-at-home movies where they put a movie on Crave for Canada, and they have a um, celebrity guest, and you can ask questions. And I've been asking questions every week, and I asked a question to Gilmore Del Toro, and he answered it. Um, and it was about practical, um, movie effects versus CGI, and he's, he's very much, like, practical, you'll get, because VFX, you're recreating it, but practical, you're just doing it, and you might get something in practical, a mistake, an inconsistence, um, uh, uh, just something goes wrong or something, but something goes wrong, not in a bad way, but something that you just can't recreate, kind of, um, like you just can't recreate it in VFX. It's, in VFX, he's like it's too almost too perfect, and in practical, you're always in the frame with the with the whatever's in frame. So I'm I'm very much practical. I like I like if I ever made films or directed films, I would probably like to do more practical than 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 VFX route. I think David Fincher does VFX very well. I'm more of like I like Tarantino. I like film. Um, I really want to watch. I, I I haven't had the opportunity. Being being so young, uh, I haven't gotten the opportunity to watch a movie on film. Uh, like I've seen movies that have been filmed on film. So like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was shot on film. I saw that six times, but it was through a digital projector. I haven't gotten to see a movie on a reel. Tiff does a lot of movies on um, on film reels on like thirty five seventy uh, millimeter. And I've always wanted to go on. I was going to go to Joker, but school always just gets gets in the way. Um, and I was hoping maybe in the summer I could, but that obviously plans have changed. But I'm hoping one day that I can go to a movie theater that, that specializes in, in film. Because I think it would be just living... It would be so, so different than um, living um, through digital... But he, but David Fincher does it, does CGI so well, and it kind of just shows that it doesn't matter what it is, what tool a filmmaker has in his toolkit, as long as he uses it well, um, it works. Because the CGI is hidden; it's it's it's, it's invisible. Whereas something in Crawl, when I watched Crawl, which is um, a Sam Raimi produced um, film, he didn't direct it. He, the director was the Hills Have Eyes remake guy. I forget his name. But when that alligator comes through, or that that yeah, it was an alligator breaks through, I, you instantly know it's CGI, and you kind of get lost, and you're like, okay, that's not real. But when you know in Gone Girl, 
when they're throwing the gummy bears at Ben Affleck's head, you're like, that's totally real. I can't believe they, they got, you know, each gummy bear to hit off his head perfectly when in reality that's CGI. So I think that's really cool. Um, I also rewatched the movie The Gentleman recently, which was so good. Guy Ritchie nailed that one out of the park. It's actually one of my favorite movies of 2019. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's a great gangster film. I think it's a great film. I think Matthew McConaughey knocks it out of the park. Um, I think the guy that plays Raymond is actually really cool. And I I, I watched that movie, and that actually what it ins- I watched that movie. I listened to a couple bits of music, and um, that inspired me to write a write a script. It's not based on gentlemen, but sort of a gentleman style kind of script with, with gangsters and kind of a mix between gentlemen and um, Reservoir Dogs. Because I was reading Tarantino too, um, and that's kind of how I get my inspiration for if I'm writing stories. Is I I mainly watch some stuff, listen to music, picture scenes that would be put to that music, and then basically just write in between where those little music bits would be until I reach the ending. And I, and I hopefully can get that one done soon so I can work on my next one. Um, and then the next series I've been watching, I'm halfway through it, is. Scream, and this is what's going to lead us into horror topic that we kind of cut off last um, episode short. Um, but I've been watching Scream, and it has been slowly becoming one of my favorite um, slasher um, slasher horror series. First of all, I love slashers. Slashers is my favorite genre of horror film. I'm I'm I'm. I had a conversation with my friend a couple of nights ago. We were talking about really messed up um, horror films and how we don't understand, like, I understand cinema and I understand, like, people like to watch kind of surrealist weird stuff, but we were talking about movies like Serbian Film, 100 Days of so- 120 Days of Sorrow, um, even, like, the later Saw movies, um, Green Inferno, Hannibal, Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, and, like, these are pretty messed up movies, um, content-wise, real and not real, um, and, and you can, you can make the argument there's, you know, political statements, you know, you're making a statement as an artist, and I understand that, but it's just kind of messed up, man, like, like, we, I don't under, and we're kind of going through these genres, like, I can't really, like, we can't get behind watching, like, I like horror movies, but I couldn't get behind watching, like, what, what almost, at least to me, jumps out as, as, as torture porn, um, and, like, fake snuff, it, I just, it doesn't, it just, it makes me, it just irks me the wrong way, I don't know, I don't know what, it, what it is about that, 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 um, that, ups, it, it, it kind of upsets me, where I, I like, my favorite genre of horror is honestly slasher, and it might be the one, because I, the one I've watched the most, but I've watched a couple, like, you know, ghosts, films, some, you know, animal horror, but slasher is just one of the ones that just can be fun. And I know that's kind of weird because people are dying, but like, to, like take Halloween one. Like I was talking last episode, it's it's totally haunting to see this guy stalk this, and, and it's it's totally scary. Same with like the first few Friday the Thirteenths, but like Friday the Thirteenth, like seven, or like Friday the Thirteenth, like eight, even like. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm talking Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, like, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, not 9. Wait, yeah, no, 9 is Jason Goes to Hell, and then Freddy versus Jason. Like, it's just a riot. It's just, it understands that it's it's a cheesy horror film. It understands its audience, and you go to to have, like, a riot at this film. And I think that's why I really like Scream, because Scream is super meta, where they're talking about where they're talking about, um, you know, and you know, if this was a horror movie, this was this one. If this was a scary movie, this this is what happened. This would what would happen, you know. And they're and then in the second one, where they're releasing stab, and it's all that hysteria of people going crazy. I'm like, this is why we watch slasher movies. And I think that's why I love Scream so much. It's because it's such a um, kind of like fun meta look at it. I also really like about Scream is they keep the same um, um, main character. Um, Nev Campbell plays Sydney, And I know a couple people die here and there, but, uh, you know, Gail Weathers is there, um, Dewey, 
um, um, in the first one, you know, <laughs> Jamie Kennedy, the star of, uh, I think it was Jamie Kennedy, right? The star of, um, The Mask, uh, not, you know, Jamie Kennedy, yeah, let's see, I'm sorry, I have my laptop here, I'm just looking at Jamie Kennedy, Scream, yeah, he's in Scream 1, Scream 2, he's in The Son of Mask, yes, the, the, the best, if you really want to watch a fun video, watch, um, uh, fanboy, uh, flicks, um, he does a bad movie. He re he reviews bad movies. Uh, Mark, and I remember two summers ago, I would watch all of his his bad movie reviews, uh, and he did one on Son of Mask. Uh, just watch it. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is great, but Jamie, Jamie Kennedy's good in this one. Jamie Kennedy is good in in Scream, and they keep him from Scream One and Scream Two. And the reason why I really like that is because. Um, like Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, it's like basically, it you know these these movies kind of work the same where it's it's even in the Scream and has this where it's killer versus killer versus uh, girl, that that's how it kind of works is is like you know and um I honestly like I can't remember the um oh I can't remember the names of all these characters but the um. There's the, the camp counselor in Friday the 13th, she, and she, it was like she had a relationship with the, the, the manager, and then she was fighting off against the mother, sorry, excuse me, the mother, and then in the second one, she dies immediately, she, she dies from Jason in the first um, couple minutes, and then it's the camp counselor girl in the second one, I, I don't remember their names, because, you know, I watched, I watched these a year ago. And they're not like memorable characters like Indiana Jones, but or you know Ellen Ripley. But um, she she fights against Jason. Each one usually has a different sort of um, you know. In Friday Thirteenth, there's a there's a new woman fighting against Jason, and the only really person that's the same through all of these movies is is Jason. Um, Except for, and there was three where it was Tommy Jarvis as a kid, which is Corey Feld, Feldman, and then um, Corey as kind of like a teen, and then Corey as an adult, who's, they're like all different actors, each different actors. Those three are like sequenced together, but they're like sort of directly connected, not really. Five is not really directed. The five is my favorite. I said that last time. I know people don't like five. I was having a conversation with my friend last night. He doesn't like five, but I I kind of dig it. Um, and in Friday the Thirteenth, it's like the first one has, um, the main characters and everybody in it, and then the second one, none of them are in it except for Kruger, and then the third one, the main woman comes back, but it's still a totally new different cast, and then four and five are connected, but but they never seem like like there's a series where it doesn't seem like the story continues on like there's no there's no like continuing story it feels like there's an overarching theme with um there's an overarching theme of having a killer there and then each one is is individually you know it is an individual story with its own cast and characters um whereas in scream it feels like you know two is directly connected to one um, because, you know, in one, Gail Weathers is writing a book, and then in two, that book becomes a movie, which then sparks the copycat murders, and I thought it was done really well, where it's not like, hey, we're gonna ditch all these old people, we're going to bring these new people, and we're gonna make references here and there to the first one, and then that's gonna be it. It felt like it's a continuing storyline. That's, this is, I also got upset with that with, um, Mission Impossible, it's like Mission Possible 1 has nothing to do with Mission Possible 2, and then Mission Possible 2 has nothing to do, like, Mission Possible 1, you know, at the end, he, like, he goes off with this girl, and then I'm like, okay, cool, and 2, he's gonna be with this girl, and 2, he's, there's this, there's this new woman in his life, and then at the end of 2, in the beginning of 3, he's married, and I'm just like, well, what happened to the other woman? Like, are we not gonna explain this? It's just gonna go whatever, and then, and then some of his team from three don't show up in four or five. 
um, though I love the Mission Impossible series, and it picks up dramatically from three, um, don't watch two. One's okay, two, don't watch. Three is phenomenal. Um, I liked Fallout. Fallout was good. But, yeah, I just, I like a continuing storyline, and that's why I also really like the Evil Dead series, um, because it fa it's a continuing storyline, though two and one are basically the same movie, um, one is like an actual like horror movie. Two gets a little bit more campier, but it has it has some good uh, um, campy elements in it, campy horror elements, which are great. Uh, like I said, it's the same movie. The first twenty minutes it really confused me because it's just this first movie um, redone in twenty minutes. The best one is Army Darkness. I don't know if I I, I included it in the last um, last episode. But Army of Darkness is like the best out of the Evil Dead series. I love it with the night, um, with the night and the Dark Ages and the medieval times, and that's where all the one-liners. Um, my, you know, this is my boomstick, and like shot smart, s smart. Um, it's just I, it just I don't know what it's just a movie that you can quote and have fun with, and there's like, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's just so like, refre like not refreshing, but it's just so fun to watch. You know, you can I, I love watching movies like Gone Girl and Manchester by the Sea and and Three Billboards, and those are are, are amazing movies that are, that are some of my favorites. But I also like watching movies that, um, they 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 understand what they are and they have this different kind of humor to them where they're just like, oh my god, this is, this is so funny because it's aware of it. There's also like you know, comedy movies that try really hard to be relevant and funny. I just watched the first episode of the show Upload because I've been watching a lot of Twitch lately. This is going to connect back to it, I swear. I'm watching Twitch late, late, lately, and Upload is like the only trailer that they're playing. And it's supposed to be from the makers of Parks and Rec and Office, which are both hilarious um, shows. I watched Upload episode one. It's just, it's just, it felt so, it felt like it was trying so hard to be like, this is relevant and this is funny, you know? So yeah, it just tries to be really, um, relevant in its jokes, and I, I honestly think that some of it just falls flat, personally. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just think that, you know... Evil Dead 1, 2, and 3, or Army of Darkness, it's just, just such a perfect trilogy, and Army of Darkness is just my favorite, um, I don't know if I kept this in the last, I really don't know what I kept in the last episode, and I don't, it was like such a blur, editing, editing it, I do edit the podcasts, actually, I, um, sometimes when I, especially with the last one, because the mic was in a bad position, so you could hear, like, my lip smacking when I was, like, thinking, so I cut out a lot of that so it was not, like, gross ASMR, you know, in your ear. But, um, it just, I don't know, it was a blur. But anyway, I went and saw the, um, Evil Dead, uh, musical last October, and it's my favorite musical, I think. Movie, like, it's just something that I was, like, I remember watching it, and my girlfriend at the time was really into musicals, and I was just like, how the hell can they make an evil dead me like what are they gonna sing it what what are they gonna sing about i'm like what's gonna happen and, and she's like oh it's like two of the movies or three of the movies combined i'm like how and then the blew my mind even more i'm like how's the chainsaw gonna come to play how's he gonna lose it and i watched it and it was amazing it's, I, I really wish they would do it again i i mean i really wish there's a time where we can go and watch a play or a movie all together again that's a that's a whole nother you know can of worms i guess you know watching stuff in a confined space to all, all together and stuff like that I you know it's tough you know because because you know we want to be together but we, we can't because you know like all of us want to be you know collectively go to the movies or watch a play together but we can't because um covid but you know together we'll, we'll come out of this stronger than than we came into it um i think um, another movie I watched, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think I, t I talked about this a little bit last episode, but if you want a really good video, um, 
watch Ryan Hollinger's uh, video on it and how it, it utilizes daytime for horror effects. And I, I think it I think that's really good. I think the editing is a little wishy washy here and there, but some there's some great Soviet montages. In the end and the ending editing where she's screaming on the chairs is one of the most frightening horror scenes ever. And the best horror ending, which is um when he's uh dancing with the chainsaw in the middle of the road, which is uh I mean, I personally think is an amazing shot of just I don't know, like I can't it just words don't even describe it right um and also let's just go back to evil dead for a second because I, I see that i wrote this down and it just it it brought back memories which evil dead one two and three are an amazing it's it's hard because i love the evil dead trilogy so much which makes me want to love sam Raimi. and i also didn't mind crawl i know i talked about the cgi earlier but i don't mind crawl though he only produced it he didn't direct it I just every time I think about the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, I just I I don't hate I used to hate Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I still don't like him. I think Tom Holland is such a better choice. I think he's younger. I think he like I think Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home are, like, good movies. Like, I think, like, they're, you know, they're on par with, with Marvel movies. Like, they're they're a good superhero movie. They're just good movies. There's good writing. There's a good villain. And Tom Holland's, like, a good Peter Parker. I think the reason why everyone loves Tommy McGuire and loves the, the, um, the Spider-Man 1 and 2, we can talk about 3, is because how over-the-top they are. I think the same reason why I love Army of Darkness is the reason why other people love Spider-Man 1. Because, like, if you watch pretty much It, which is commentary on movies, they watch the Spider-Man trilogy. And they point out a lot of flaws, which is, like, Tommy Maguire is supposed to be in high school. Everyone else is supposed to be in high school. The teacher looks the youngest. Um, why is this like this? Why is this? You know, there's also another, um, YouTube video called, um, Sam Raimi, uh, Spider-Man is bad. Um, yeah, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, the worst, worst than you remember. And I think it's also, we watched these all as a kids and we loved them. And then you go back to it and you're like, what was I watching? Like, like, um... I recently rewatched the Scooby Doo movies, and I love them as a kid. And I, I was like, these are really like weird and over sexualized too. Watch, watch the videos on that. That's crazy, but it's it I, it's just so over the top. And I just everyone loves Tobey Maguire, but I think everyone just loves the hokiness of it. Um, I do think Spider Man Two. It's a fantastic movie. I think it's way better than Spider-Man 1 um, with William Dafoe. Um, Spider-Man 3, I think it had potential. I think Spider-Man, they were going to make a Spider-Man 4, which I think would have... Because it was also, remember, this was also like the 2000 era where everything was kind of a little hokey and, and no one had really done superhero movies other than, like... Um, you know, there's the Batman Tim Burdens, which were really hokey. So, I mean, it, it you know, it had its stepping stone. It had this problem. I, I just think Tommy Maguire would have been a good Peter Parker if they were, like, this is Peter Parker as, like, a young adult in college, maybe a few years in to being Spider-Man. I think he would have done a really good job then, but him in high school... You know, I mean, he is really awkward, but I feel like he's just not the right awkward. I think Tom Holland's, like, the good awkward... I don't know, there's a good point. Andrew, I, I don't, Andrew Garfield was... He was okay, I actually didn't mind him, people hated him. I mean, he's not really a nerd, he was more like, you know, a jock. But I guess he just didn't scream Peter Parker, but I thought his Spider-Man was great. Um... 
so yeah, I guess it's I don't know how I got on the talking about the Spider-Man movies, but just I, I just I just can't like I can't sit down and like enjoy the watching those movies. I just like and then Spider-Man 3, like no one can say Spider-Man 3 is like really that good, right? Like it's you know, Topher Grace's Venom. Um I'm interested to see where the Morbius movie goes because the whole Spider-Man universe Sony and Marvel is just so messed up right now where things in the Marvel universe affect the Sony universe but the Sony universe doesn't affect the Marvel it's just it's so weird I think Screen Crush did a video on the Morbius trailer Jared Le- was that even supposed was that supposed to come out this year I don't know but it's just I, I can't believe they're making they're making a Morbius um movie they're making like all the horror, like the horror. They're making all like the villain, Spider-Man villains. They're making them like heroes, which is which kind of, in my my opinion, kind of sucks because I would rather see those villains be done in Marvel. So then, like, you could have like Venom in the same universe as like Captain America and Falcon, and you know all those. So they, there might be a potential of like a like whatever. I think. Um, I think Mysterio was a good choice. Who was the bad guy in the first one? Oh, it was it was Vulture, which was cool. I liked how they used Vulture and Mysterio. I really Craven. Craven would be cool. I love Rhino, but he's he can never be like a main villain. He's always he has to be like a side villain, and they have to do him right. Doctor Ock would be good, and then obviously they're gonna bring Green Goblin in, eventually, right? But honestly, I feel like Green Goblin and, and Norman Osborn, if you pull it off right, could be like the, not the next like Thanos, but he could be like the next one of the next main villains in like the entire series. Because like he does Dark Avengers, he becomes the Iron Patriot in in, in the comic series. And I think that would be a really interesting movie. Is if like I don't know how it's going with the shows be really cool if it was like caps basically like you know caps dead um well i guess spoilers but cap is old you know tony tony's dead um basically like spider-man is is um been branded a murderer um thor's gone um you know, um, I don't. I forget what happened to Hulk. Hulk's still chilling, but like Black Widow's dead. Um, you know, the, the Avengers are basically disbanded. And then, you know, I don't know how Scarlet uh, Witch is going, or I forget what the show is called that they're doing. But it's hinting at that she might be having like a psychological break, and that like she's living these fantasy worlds with her magic. So maybe she's like gone kind of crazy. You know. Falcon and Winter Soldier have been like branded, you know, you know, traitors or something because they're not embracing Falcon as the next Captain America, even hinted at in the show. It'd be cool if Norman was like, you know, the Avengers are in disarray and Norman's like, oh, this is our chance to come up. So then you could have like, you know, Norman be Iron Patriot. You could have, you know, you know, Venom as the new Spider Man. Um,. Um, I want to look up... The Dark Avengers are so cool. Um, I think Ares is... Like, replaces Thor. Um, yeah, so you have the Iron Patron is Norman Osborn. Spider-Man is... Is Venom. Or... Oh, there's two, right? There's Okay, so the founders are... Norman Osborn, Mac Gargan, which is, um, Scorpion, but later becomes the host of, of Symbioid, so that's kind of like Venom. Um, Bullseye becomes Hawkeye. Um, then Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel... is 
someone else. I, I don't. I looked at their their Wikipedia. Doesn't look like it's crazy. Um, Wolverine. It becomes Dakin becomes Wolverine, which is Wolverine's, I think, son. Yes. Yes. Um, but he's kind of like evil. Um, there's another Captain Marvel who's like this other guy some of these guys aren't even inherently evil they're just kind of different um, Ares um, and then the Sentry or the Founders and then in Post Fear itself I, I have the comic I read it, and they, they make Hammer, because S.H.I.E.L.D. is disbanded, so they make something called Hammer, which is supposed to be, like, more aggressive. Um, yeah, and then they have, like, uh, like a different Hulk comes in. Um, yeah, and then U.S. Agent eventually comes in. He's, like, the um, the kind of replacement Captain America that the government uses. Um, no, like, it's such a cool, um, thing. Oh, Phil, I just read, film. A Dark Avengers project set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been discussed by Marvel Studios. That would be so cool. I think that would be definitely a cool place to bring it because you could introduce all of these new characters that you can love and hate. Um, because most of the old characters are gone now, so you need to bring new ones in, and it'd be cool if you brought in people like Norman Osborn, you know, um, you know, Wolverine's son, but I, I feel like you'd have to be a little bit down the line, because you need to introduce, um, you know, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, I feel like the next steps is to introduce the X-Men and the Fantastic Four into... The Marvel Cinematic Universe because they acquired Fox, so that's obviously their next step. Um, and I think they're like you know making a, a Fantastic Four and X Men. They they just like they announced their next line of movies for the next two years, which um, which will be I think their Phase Four, or Phase Five. I forget. Um, but they're done like the the Thanos like arc, which. That's probably, like, we're probably at the end of, like, the vanilla, like, like, known heroes. Like, I think we are kind of getting out of the known heroes when we, we, we were playing around with Guardians of the Galaxy um, and stuff like that. But now we're going to go, I feel like they're going to go more obscure. Um, I mean, you can even see, uh, let's see, like, the Marvel movies for Phase 4. I think it's phase four, right? Yeah, so they have they have Black Widow. <laughs> this is an old picture because Black Widow is supposed to be released on May twenty, May first. It's May fifth, and you know it's not out obviously because it got pushed back. But um, see so Black Widow, which was supposed to come out, but. It, obviously all these got pushed back and it really sucks because now we're going to have to wait even longer um because they announced all of this stuff and then now it's just got so pushed back so Black Widow The Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is Fall 2020 The Eternals which is November 6, 2020 which is sooner than thought and that's going to be cool because like like I said, we're getting too obscure. Like I've never heard of the Internals or Shang, Shang Chi, before this. So the Internals, November six, twenty twenty. Shang Chi, um, February twelfth, twenty twenty one. WandaVision, spring twenty twenty two. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Multiverse of Madness, which I think is probably the most, at least my most hyped movie. I'm excited for. Which is uh, May seventh, twenty twenty one. Obviously, these all got pushed back. Um, even even like Doctor Strange, I believe did because they're they're if one gets pushed back, they all get kind of pushed back. Loki, which is spring, twenty twenty one. What if, which is summer, twenty twenty one. 
Hawkeye, which is um, fall 2021. Um, hold up the picture, and it gets cut off here. And then Thor: Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021, which is crazy. And I feel like there's going to be more because that's only like what? What's one, two, three, four movies? No, wait. One, two, three, four, five movies. And then one, two, three, four, five shows. Yes. And they said that you have to like, you have to watch the shows if you want to keep up with the movies, which is obviously smart because then you want people to buy Disney Plus, which I did. But also I get Star Wars stuff too. Um, also there's like, you know, also Spider-Man 3 sometime, maybe 2022 probably, and Black Panther 2, I wouldn't see why they would not make that. They made so much money the the first, the first um, one, so, you know, I, I feel like there's there's more coming, I, you know, Martin Scorsese says you can say they're whatever, a roller coaster or not cinema. But like you have to appreciate what they did with building a literal whole universe. It's impressive, and they planned it from like you know two thousand eight to twenty nineteen. They planned it out. They didn't rush it. I mean, I think they handled it great. Like their their entire story and how everything connects into another one, and how each movie is its own contained, but it has like connecting. Like I I kind of want to go back and literally watch all the Marvel movies back to back in like order because that'd be that'd be so cool because um you can see it all kind of happen in, in in real time of like the events i think that that'd be really really cool i i think they did did, did it really well and you have because like i can't even think of another movie series that did something like that that like it's not even a series it's a literal universe I mean, you can say, you can say, um, Detective Comics, DC, Cinematic Universe, but I, that's, I mean, let's just search up the Cinematic Universe for DC. No, I don't want news. It's just like, it's so wonky. It's like Man of Steel. Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder It's like, they did it perfectly with, with with Marvel where it's like, okay, this is Iron Man, this is Iron Man's movie, and this is how he kind of connects with the world. This is Hulk, and this is Hulk's movie, and this is how Hulk kind of connects in the world. This is Thor, and this is Thor's movie, and so he, his origin and how he kind of connects with this world. Here's... Captain America and Captain America's movie and how he kind of connects, you know, in this world. And they all build it up. And then you get to Avengers where they're all, you know, together and you finally get to see them together and you're like, oh my gosh. And then here they are breaking off, doing their own thing. They kind of cross over here and there and then they're all together again. And then they're building all these other characters too and you're like, I want to see them all together. And then you finally get it in Endgame. Where I feel like they were like, for DC, it's like, okay, we have Man of Steel, we have Superman. Okay, now we need Batman, so we'll do Batman versus Superman. Uh, we'll also throw in Wonder Woman there. And then we'll have a whole sequence where Batman finds uh, a chip that introduces uh, Flash, Wonder Flash, Cyborg, and uh, Aquaman. Um, and then we'll have Suicide Squad, which introduces a whole bunch of new characters. And we'll have Batman in it, too. And now let's do Justice League. They didn't wait. They did it like two years. Literally, like, Iron Man comes out in 2008, and Avengers came out in, like, 2012. They waited four years to build up their entire, like, hero catalog until, you know, Avengers, which is a huge payoff. It worked. They built a whole world. They built a whole universe. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I I love them. I mean, I think they I think they uh, they did a great job. So I think this episode is actually a little bit longer than 
thought. I actually, um, I covered more than I want to talk about. I got on a whole Avengers rant, which, you know, I like when I go on rants because it's actually fun content. And, you know, the last episode kind of discouraged me because I, I wasn't, I recorded, I think I just recorded too late. And I wasn't feeling, I, I wasn't feeling confident with it. But this this one's brought me back up, and I, and I like that. So I'm going to talk about one last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Which is, dude, the weather, at least here where I'm living, has been pretty nice lately. Though it's gotten cold in the last two days. It's now, ooh, 6 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Um, but it was really warm over the weekend, and I want to do this. And I, 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 I talked about it. Um, I want to, it's, it's hard to do because I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it's so nice outside and I want to either get like a projector and project movies on the, on this, on the, on the fence with a white cloth and, uh, and have like my own drive-in in the backyard. Like that'd be so much fun. You have, have a fire pit, you know, put the fire, cook some food, um, um, and just, you know, and watch a fun movie and, like, watch, like, Grindhouse exploitation films or just even just, like, Army of Darkness. Like, I feel like it'd be so much fun. Or, or take the TV and put it outside. But the problem is I don't have, like, those movies on hand. Like, I use streaming and I don't know if the Wi-Fi would connect. Yeah, first world problems. But I think that'd be fun. I feel like that'd be fun, um... For if people are listening, that'd be a fun way to you know pass quarantine time. Um, is maybe try to make their own drive-in movie theater or do fun movie experiences because movies something we can still experience at home. And I feel like it'd be cool if we can try to invent cool ways to watch uh, movies together as a family, um, or as friend, close friends. Um, so yeah, that's the last thing that I want to say. I want to say thank you for all for. Um, listening again to this episode um i'm gonna try to maybe possibly get another episode out by the end of may so um maybe in like two weeks three weeks but get something out by like the last week of may and see where that is um because we're looking at you know i don't know i don't know how longer uh, lockdown's gonna go or whatever but I've, I, I felt bad for keeping that episode short last episode so I might do it longer um, the next next one. Also when quarantine's done I'm gonna try to get some guests on um, obviously not well known guests because you know I'm not famous or anything but you know my friends I was talking to my friend last night and or two nights ago when we were talking all about movies. He would love to come on, so I think and he's really good at knowing movies and knowing a lot of stuff. Has cool opinions, so I think it'd be cool to have him on. So yeah, I also want to um, invest in a, a better microphone for recording. I think that'd be cool, um, so I can kind of make this official. Sort of, I kind of like I have a lot of dreams to do with this. Like I want to have official mic. I want to do a video podcast at one point, but I feel like I would need two cameras to do cutting between angles. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I mean I'm not going to stop not putting them out. Um, I also want to make some other content, a couple other YouTube videos, um, maybe some video essays. I also want to do, like, all the stuff that I do for video essays and stuff like that. It takes a, a while to do and to export and to update. Like, these these podcasts, the reason why it takes so long, long after I record them to put them up is because I, I usually listen to them all the way through um, and edit them in case there's any any like loud noises or weird gaps. Um, then I have to export it, which takes a cu- an hour or two, and then I have to upload it to YouTube, which also takes an hour. So they're, they're, they take a little bit long, but hopefully this one will be up. I, don't, I mean, I don't have anything to do tonight or tomorrow, so hopefully this is up tomorrow by tomorrow night, May 6th, so hopefully you're listening and enjoying, and yeah, uh, thank you all for watching, uh, stay inside, stay safe, um, and watch a movie with your family, thank you all, uh, and I'll see you next time.